You're listening to Transform Your Profits, the podcast for accountants who want to build a more profitable, successful, and impactful accounting firm. Your host is Reza Huda, a practice owner, mentor, and coach to accounting firm owners. Hello and welcome to today's episode. I hope you are doing well. So today's title is how can we become more productive? Now you've probably clicked on this wanting to hear some tactics and strategies of how you can get rid of that procrastination, get more done, get more output in your day. And don't worry, I will give you some pointers in terms of how you can do that. But firstly, let's, let's kind of examine the, uh, the topic and, uh, a little bit before we delve into it. So why why do we want to become more productive? Do we want to become more productive just so we can fit more in, which kind of defeats the purpose of being more productive because only we're just creating more time to just do more work? Um, or is it the case that we are feeling overwhelmed, we've got too much to do? Well, they're probably underlying it. Uh, underlying causes of that and the symptoms you're feeling, there are you know other issues that need to be addressed in terms of perhaps uh, your your business model, in terms of your your pricing. Perhaps uh, you know pricing can be a a relief for, for many ills that we face in accounting firms because we are pricing too low, that we have. Uh, too many clients and doing too much and never have enough time in the day because we're overwhelmed with everything that we're doing simply because we haven't priced correctly. So that is always something to address. And the other thing to address is, you know, learning to say no. You know, as accountants, we're so, we're so nice. We're so helpful. We just, we just can't seem to say no. Every, every request from, you know, uh, a team member or a request from say a fellow accountant or, you know, someone else who wants to chat with you, uh, or, or a client who wants to meet with you on a or a weekend, we can't say no. And so we are our worst enemy sometimes that we have to learn to put in place boundaries. We have to know what those boundaries are and then enforce those boundaries so that we don't become overwhelmed. That we don't say yes to everything. Understand that things can wait and that we're only doing ourselves a disservice by saying no to everything because then something's going to suffer. Either something's going to suffer at work because another client's going to be let down or something's going to suffer at home because you are not uh, able to, uh, you know, you, you're just too, too stressed out you're overwhelmed and then you know home life suffers so we've got to give uh, we've got to give a part of ourselves to the things that matter to the things that matter at home to the things that matter in our work to the things that matter in our wider relationships and, and how we do we do that well well you know the key thing to do is to is to first you know, be intentional and that is the key really being really intentional about how we spend our time and to do that you know being intentional about what's important to us in life and starting off with um, in, in the book uh, Indistractable, which is a great book by Nir Rial, he talks about the three concentric circles where you have you in the middle, well, then you have your relationships uh, around that that second circle, and then you have a third circle, which is your work. So the first thing you need to do is to actually make sure that you carve out time for you. You need to, you know, you, if you're not on, uh, if you're not in uh, uh, in shape, if you're not um, eating correctly, if you're not taking time to spend on you, then you're not going to be any good for your team. You're not going to be any good for your clients. You're not going to be any good for your family. So you need to make time out to work on you. You know, whether that be keeping in shape, going to the gym, going for a walk, going for a swim, going for a run, uh, going on a spa day, shout out to Bev if you're listening. <laughs> uh, whatever it is that, that gives you 
energy and makes you most uh, revitalized, you need to make sure you make time for that. Uh, you know, eating properly, eating correctly, all these kind of things matter and make a difference because, you know, we know that exercise and eating well uh, generates those endorphins which make you feel good. When you feel good, you're going to do your best work. When you do your best work, then your, your clients are going to be happy, your team members are going to be happy, everything will go well in life. So you've got to make sure you make time for you. Uh, and what I do is I make sure I go for a walk every morning uh, without fail, first thing. And then also, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm a gym uh, I'm a, and I, I have a gym goer. So I make sure I get my gym workout in the morning in before I go to the office. So as you know, I don't, uh, I don't have any calls before 1 p.m. So the mornings are my time to work on my, you know, to do my deep work, my creative work, and also work on me in terms of, you know, making sure I get my, my workout in before I go to the office. So first thing is make sure you make time for you. Second thing is to uh, make time for relationships. So make sure that you've carved time out to spend time with those that you love, whether it's your kids, your other half, your partner, uh, your friends. That's all important because, you know, if we're going to live a fulfilling life, that involves making the most of the relationships uh, around us uh, because, you know, just working all the time isn't going to be good for anybody. So make sure there's time carved out for people who matter in your world uh, because that's important to make sure your your cup is full when your cup is full. Again, uh, releases those endorphins, which is only going to be positive for you when it comes to doing the best you can to fulfill your potential in business. And then lastly, work-wise, how do we manage the demands of our work to make sure that we don't get overwhelmed, we don't get stressed, and we get as much as we can done? And remember, it's not about all about getting as much done, but it's getting more of the right things done. You know, we can be, we can be, we can, you know, we can go on a on a holy grail towards efficiency, but the question is, are we really being effective with our time? And that's what we want to place importance on, whether what we are doing is effective and is the right thing to do. Because quite often, you know, 20% of our efforts yield 80% of our results. So are we focusing on the 20% efforts that yield the 80% results? And sometimes I know it's difficult when you're in practice and you've got so many things going on, it's difficult to kind of get out the day to day. Uh, and that's why, you know, having having a coach, having a sounding board, having someone else to help you to uh, see the wood from the trees and actually help you to prioritize and decide upon what are the 20% efforts that you need to be focused on to giving you the 80% results. What can we delegate? What can we outsource to make time so that you are working on those 20% efforts to give you those 80% results? Because that is what's going to move the needle forward in your business. Okay. All right. So when it comes to tactics, what um, the best thing I found and everything that I read, all the books that I read on high performance habits, you know, the habits of the most successful people, um, how they run their day, what their routines are like, what is their approach to email and uh, work in general is as follows, that those people who run their life through their calendar are far more productive, get a lot more done and achieve much more in life. Right. So what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is that if it's not in the calendar, then it doesn't get done. So rather than having a long to-do list, so most people, and if you're listening to this and you have a, a you, you use a to-do list approach for everything that you have to do at the moment, then the research has shown that that's not the most effective way to manage what you have to do, kind of manage your daily, you know, your days and your weeks. The reason being is that we make a long to-do list, but 
we have no idea how long something's going to take. Which winds up happening is that you get to the end of the day and you've still got, you know, another 10 items on your to-do list that you haven't got done. So those 10 items will just be in your head in the evenings and, you know, bothering you. Same thing at the weekend. And, and what ends up happening day after day that you don't finish items on your to-do list, what impact does that have on your mindset? What impact does that have on your opinion of yourself? You think to yourself, you know, you start to think to yourself as a bit of a loser, right? That I didn't get what I wanted to do done. Oh, you know, and that's not helpful. That's not helpful to think of ourselves in that way, that when we don't get things done, the, uh, the negative self-image that it causes is unhelpful. So a better way to run your days and your own, your weeks, and you'll find when you do this, you get a lot more done, is to live life by your calendar. So being really intentional about what you want to get done and putting it in your calendar and then treating that like you would any other appointment or meeting that you have in your calendar. No one just bump, you know, disrupts you in a meeting and says, can you do this instead? You're in a meeting. So, so a good practice is at the start of the week or on a Sunday nights, whenever you want to do this, is to map out your week. You'll have your appointments in there anyway. And then around those appointments and meetings, map out exactly what it is that you're going to be doing. And as long as you spend that time working on what you said you were going to do, i.e. being intentional about what you're going to do, then you've been productive. So you may not have finished that task, but at least you worked on it for the time that you said you were going to work on it. So for example, you know, you're doing a set of accounts, that's gonna, you're going to work on that for a couple of hours in the morning. Then you've got an hour aside for you know, dealing with emails. And then you've got a couple of hours aside to doing, creating your social media postings for the next month, for example, in a batch right? And when you do that, then I'm going to talk about the distraction here. So I know, you know, the, the work, you know, email is the worst thing. Email, all these notifications we get are unhelpful. But we can't say that something is a distraction unless we know what it has distracted us from. You see, the opposite of, if I ask you what is the opposite of distraction, you might say it's focus. It's not. The opposite of distraction is traction. And what traction means is moving forward on the thing that you want to do, the action that you want to take, right? And that's why there's action in both those words, traction and distraction. So anything that takes you away from what you said you were going to do is a distraction. If you've put in your diary that I'm going to be checking social media between the hours of 12 and 1 every day, then when you're on social media, that's not a distraction because you've intentionally planned to go on social media during that hour. And that's absolutely fine. But if you haven't put in your calendar what you intend to do, then you can't say you've been distracted because you don't know what it's been distracting you from, right? So live life by your calendar. Put what you're going to do in your calendar and then stick to it. Have times in there for answering emails. Now, emails are one of the worst things, right, that was ever invented. It's also one of the best things that was ever invented. But we, we need to hack back these external triggers. If you find that you're in your inbox all day, then that's not very productive. Because your inbox, remember, is a place for someone else's agendas. Your inbox is a place for someone else's agendas. So is all the notifications you receive. So are the phone calls that you receive. So what you want to do is you want to hack back those external triggers. And again, Indistractable is a great book. If you haven't read it, uh, I've taken a lot, of, uh, a lot of these ideas from that book. So what we want to be doing is you live life by your calendar. You have certain times in the day where you look at email. Because remember, it's someone else's agenda. You want to put in your calendar what you want to be doing, the things that you want to progress, the 20% efforts or everything that you have to get done, you put in your calendar, okay? And dealing with emails twice or three times a day, a day 
will help. So you want to let your emails build up. It's not going to be the end of the world if someone has to wait a little while before getting an email. Okay. So hack back the emails, hack back the notifications, deal with them at certain times of the day, and you'll find that you get a lot more done. So step number one, you've got to make time for traction. So what that means is, is that you've got to actually make time for doing the things that you want to do. Step number two is you hack back those external triggers, which means you turn off, you know, the inbox. There are great tools like, uh, like Boomerang. I use Boomerang. So what that does is it, uh, it only delivers email to me three times a day. So when I go to my inbox, there's nothing there, right? Because it, it holds it back and only delivers it three times a day, which means I only look at email three times a day. Another good tool to use is SaneBox. I use SaneBox, it keeps my, my, my inbox sane, as it were. So it clears out all the, you know, all the newsletters I've signed up to, all the, all the rubbish that comes in. It just clears that out and puts that in a separate folder. So my inbox is kept clean. I only receive emails from the people, from, you know, people either in my address book or people who have actually sent an email directly to me, as opposed to me, you know, being on a, on a mailing list of some sort. Okay, so that those two tools will help. Um, what else is there to say about uh, being more productive? I guess the only other thing to say, without this turning into a, a longer episode, so I've already hit my ten-minute mark, so I'll, I'll bring it to a, a wrap. Is to have a look at you know what uh, what tasks could be done by somebody else. Do you have to be doing what you're doing at the moment? Think about the only time I say is to think about an hourly rate is when thinking about your own notional hourly rate. What do you expect to be paid? What do you expect to earn, essentially? What's your notional hour year? Is that you know, £50 an hour, £100 an hour? What is it? And once you've decided that, if you can get something done that you are doing by somebody for less than your notional hourly rate, then you should be delegating or outsourcing that work. So whether that's you know preparing accounts, doing bookkeeping, doing your admin, doing your cleaning at home, you know all these things can be outsourced to free up time for doing the high value stuff that only you can do to generate you your maximum return on investment of your time, which is a constraint. Remember, time is a constraint, not the resource. We can't charge it out to anyone, but it's a constraint that holds us back. So we need to make sure that we are working on high value activities and outsource and delegate low value activities. So as a recap, we learn to say no, we live life by a calendar, and we learn to delegate and outsource as much as possible. So we are only working on high value activities. I hope you found that useful. If you have, then please uh, go to the show on uh, on your on your iPhone. If you're watching, uh, if you're listening on iPhone or or, uh, or your uh, Google phone or whatever it's called, and uh, hit the hit the star button. Uh, give me a, a write a review that would be much appreciated. And drop me a line on LinkedIn as to what your one takeaway has been. Whether you found this useful, whether you like me to do any more episodes like this on productivity, uh, on efficiency, on all those kind of things, uh, or any other episode, just drop me a line and let me know what topic you would like me to talk about. And I'm happy to put it into the pipeline. Okay. Have a great day. Thank you for listening. And I'll see you on the next, speak to you on the next episode. Rather, Take care. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. For more free content, videos, and resources, visit www.rezahuda.com. And if you haven't already, come and join the community in our Transform Your Profits Facebook group, where we support each other to build more successful, profitable, and impactful accounting firms.